0: The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, a member of the Wells, for Monday, Thursday, April 17, 2014, based on Matthew 9, verse 15. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God through which our Savior speaks to us tonight is recorded in Matthew chapter 9, verse 15. Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, wash clean in the blood of our risen Savior. In 1727, J.S. Spock composed a masterpiece of sacred music. Using the account of Jesus' suffering and death recorded in Matthew chapter 26 and 27, as well as incorporating some hymns and tying it together with recitatives and arias, he composed St. Matthew's Passion, a work that is still performed and cherished today, especially at this time of the year. The opening song of St. Matthew's Passion has one choir asking, Whom do you see? And the other responds, The Bridegroom. Now, at first, that might strike us as not really a Lenten kind of thought, is it? Is it? A bridegroom, isn't that a, a happy celebration kind of thought? Wouldn't a name for Jesus like Redeemer or the Lamb be more fitting for the Lenten season? But if we think of what the scriptures say about that title for Jesus, it is very fitting for us to ponder that title tonight on Monday, Thursday, as we marvel at the Bridegroom's love. That's the theme here. The Lord God, or the imagery of the Lord God as the husband of his people, is rooted deep in the Old Testament. And John the Baptist as well referred to Jesus as the Bridegroom. And then we come to Matthew chapter 9 here, where Jesus himself, uses that term to refer to himself. The context here is that Jesus has just called Matthew earlier in the day. He had been collecting taxes, and Jesus called Matthew from the tax collector's booth to come follow him. And that evening, Matthew has a a dinner party for Jesus. And during that time, some of John's disciples asked why Jesus' disciples did not fast as they did. Jesus answered in the words of the text here how can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them then they will fast the time the disciples were able to spend with Jesus during his earthly ministry was a time of joy like getting ready for a wedding they rejoiced as they followed Jesus they listened to his preaching and marveled at his words they saw his acts of love as he healed the sick they felt secure when jesus was around them even even when the storms raged for he could quiet the storms and the sea and their hearts grew ever more confident that he was the one the messiah the christ the anointed one he was the consummation of their hope the source of their joy yes it was like a wedding celebration as they spent time with Jesus. Tonight, that all came to an end. The sheep were scattered as the shepherd was struck. The bridegroom was taken from them. Soon his cold, limp, lifeless body lay in a tomb. Their hopes died with him. Their joys shattered into mourning. No one had to tell them to fast. They had no appetite for their heart was too heavy and their souls too burdened. But before the darkness of this night overtook them, the bridegroom's love shone out for them and for us as they celebrated the last Passover in that upper room. John chapter 13 tells us, Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. Witness the love of the bridegroom here tonight, dear friends. Marvel at his love. See his love serve as he washed his disciples' feet. His love comforted them telling them that he was preparing a place for them in his father's house. His love promised not to leave them as orphans, but he would come to them and he would send the spirit of truth to teach them and to remind them of all that he had said. And even as the world's hatred grew more intense, Jesus' love assured them, Take heart, I have overcome the world. Marvel the bridegroom's love. And his love came not only in words that night, but he gave them and us that ongoing, continual testimony of his love. Take and eat, he said. This is my body. Drink from it, all of you, this is my blood of the new covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Here in the Lord's Supper is the actual body and blood of Jesus, our Bridegroom, for us to eat and to drink. What a testimony of his love. How his supper holds before our eyes and brings deep into our hearts that greatest act of, of love his greatest act on our behalf ephesians 5 says husbands love your wives just as christ loved the church and gave himself up for her marvel at the bridegroom's love your bridegroom's love that gave himself up for you on the cross He sacrificed his body and poured out his blood once and for all for you. In his supper you proclaim his death. Do it often as you remember him. Yes, marvel at your bridegroom's love. Such love for the loveless that we might lovely be. But how our love falls short. We fall short just as the disciples did. On this very night, they argued among themselves about which of them was the greatest. And Jesus told them, No, the unbelievers seek to lord it over others. They, the unbelievers, seek to exercise authority and to be proclaimed as benefactors. Not so. Rather, love humbly serves. Just as Jesus humbly served washing their feet. Love is humble. Love serves. And how we have failed. Oh, we might serve others at times, helping them out. But even when we do our best to do service, there's a part of us that is simply doing it in order to look good or in order to be thanked. That's not love. And maybe we're willing to do a lot of kinds of service, but we draw the line and there are certain things just too far beneath us for us to do. That's not love. And maybe we're happy to show love to certain people, but then there are some other people that we just find too hard to love. How unlike Christ's love for us that gave himself up and died in our place while we were still his enemies. How we fall short. Now, we could try to excuse ourselves. I'm not perfect. How can you expect me to love like Jesus loved? I'm not God. Or, dear friends, we could grieve and mourn over our sins. I have failed, you have failed, and we have no excuse. As we see our bridegroom arrested and abandoned, condemned and crucified, we grieve and mourn as well. Why? Because we know. That it's our lovelessness, yours and mine, our sin and guilt that rightly earned what all that he suffers. But he took it on himself. And so we pray with the hymn writer My burden in your passion, Lord, you have borne for me, for it was my transgression, my shame on Calvary. Our grief over our sins, though. Turns into joy. Why? Because of our bridegroom's love. Such wondrous love that bore the curse for my soul, for your soul. In his body, he bore your sin in your place and so reconciled you to God. As we sink down, mourning over our sins, his love lifts us up. Why? Because his blood was shed for you. You are forgiven. Marvel at your bridegroom's love. And as his love comes to us, we rejoice over the forgiveness of our sins. For his love brings us that joy of forgiveness and that hope of salvation. And what is more, his love enables you and me to love with that same kind of love that humbly serves. As his love surrounds us and fills our hearts, we are eternally safe and secure. The burden of the law has been lifted away from you and me who are in Jesus. And the curse of sin can no longer condemn us. The heavenly wedding banquet awaits us. And until then, you and I have been set free to love. To love with that same kind of love with which Christ Our bridegroom has loved us. And that's exactly what he wants us to be doing. For on this very night, he tells his disciples and us, love one another. As I have loved you, so you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Marvel at your bridegroom's love, such love beyond degree, such wondrous love. Marvel at his love as you rejoice in his forgiveness, and as you serve one another in love. Amen. Please remain seated as we join in the next hymn, hymn 120, What wondrous love.